right, Jack, listen, we'll cut this bit out in a minute, but let's just work out what it is we're going to do today. I've got an idea. Yeah, we've, said that bef- we've said that before on one of the podcasts and we didn't even actually edit it out and made all this chat before. And... Yeah, well, okay, I'll, rem- I'll definitely remember to do that today. So we'll, cu- <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut this section out, but what we need to talk about what we're doing with the podcast now. I think it's time to freshen things up and give it a bit of a rebrand. Uh, you know I don't like change, Tim. You know I don't like change. What do you want to? What do you want to change? The podcast is great. Like the guests we get on, you know, we talk about all sorts of stuff. It's awesome. Yeah, no, but it's not really about calisthenics anymore, is it? That's it. I, I, to be fair, I've been thinking about that for a while. We got. Um, we need to broaden horizons, freshen things up a bit, bring a little bit of life into it. And to be honest, we can then use that to talk about other things that we actually want to talk about, which is not just like you know what I mean. Like it's just. So you don't want it to be... We need to change the name from Scorecast and it's podcasts. I mean, we're going to have to... We need a new intro and everything, like all the music and the jingles and all that sort of jazz. Yeah, I mean, I mean in normal times, I would have probably spoken to you about this before I, we hit record and got ready for the podcast, but I've been working on a little bit of something that I thought I might share with you, and then you can see if you like it. And if you do, well, let's just roll with it. Do you know what I mean? Keep it loosey-goosey, well, keep that, it fresh. I am equally excited as I am annoyed that you're changing things. What have you got? What have you got? Pima is back, look, Jacko. Have a little listen to this one. Listen, players, <laughs> you're listening to the Movement, Strength and Play podcast by the School of Calisthenics. Here are your hosts, Tim and Jacko. Timbo, I should have never doubted you. Absolutely loving that my anger has turned into even more excitement. Let's get this baby rolling. It's saucy, that one, isn't it? We've gone it for a little is. bit of a different vibe. I enjoyed it. We've got to give a quick shout out, though, to Dave Alorca, who did that intro for us. This guy's an absolute legend. If you don't follow him on social, he has one of my favorite social accounts. And also, B-Boy Wiki, a previous guest of the previous podcast, which we will no longer talk about because we're going <laughs> to talk about why in a minute. The um, podcast formerly known as Scorecast. Yeah, it is, you know, it's like Voldemort. You can't say the words anymore. But B-Boy Wig here, absolute legend. Check him out as well. So thank you to the boys for their efforts of supporting and hooking us up with a nice, sexy new intro to the podcast. Now, Tim, you've sprung a few surprises on you. Uh, new podcast, new name, new intro. I've got one for you as well. We've got a brand new sponsor of the podcast, and it is one of my favourite uh, things to help aid recovery. So uh, the guys at Newton Wood uh, specialise in the purest uh, Epsom salts that the, the Mother Nature can provide, and I've been using Epsom salts for, crikey, it'll be nearly there or thereabouts 20 years Um helping aid recovery, having an Epsom salt bath soak two or three times a week whilst I was playing pro rugby and carried that on uh, as literally to this day. And um, as you probably know with me, um, going big, uh, bulky, and um, (laughs) in terms of purchasing, would be able to get like the 25 kilo bag off eBay or Amazon and go for like the cheapest one just thinking that it's, it's Epsom salt, it's magnesium sulfate, that's all it is. Um, whereas little did I know um, that a lot of these things will have additional chemicals, anti-cracking agents, artificial colours, preservatives, etc. in them. Whereas, and when you're soaking, that's going to go into your body as well as the increasing your magnesium levels to help with your recovery and your sleep, etc. Whereas with Newton Wood, they're the only ones uh, in, the, in the whole of Europe that have like the pure quality. It is just pure Epsom salt, nothing else. And you can literally see when you get these crystals in your hand it's not just powder like it's literally these beautiful crystals and you can you can you can see the purity of them 
Yeah, that's a massive thing for us, as you know. It's always about keeping things as natural and as close to source as possible. And one thing I love about these is that they dissolve at optimum speed. Like, so if you've used Epsom salts before, or if you're new to it, if you don't get good ones, what happens is you get in your bath and it can feel a little bit like you sat on Brighton Beach. Now, for the context of those people that have never been to Brighton Beach, it's an awful beach to sit on because it's just full of big rocks. It's not amazing. But these ones dissolve super fast, and I'm going to tell you the absolute winner with this one. I'm not much of a bath kind of person. Um, I don't know why it's just not really we me we need to but, work on that I know I need to I need more, more hours in my day but <laughs> I'm just not a bath sitting person I should be but I'm not but these ones you can mix in with your shower gel they dissolve so fast you can use it in the shower so you can still get that benefit of the Epsom salts as you massage your body with your shower gel in the shower fast results or fast op- option to get the magnesium sulfate in the system get the benefits speed your recovery and get on with your day if you like me and you just don't sit very still very well for very long yeah and they come in a handy little 250 gram sachet is a perfect first size of a bath um, and they're just two pound 15 we've partnered with newton wood so you can uh, podcast listeners can get yourself and test it out feel the difference for yourself have one of these babies before you go to bed and i promise you your night's sleep will be enhanced and that you will feel much recovered and rejuvenated when you wake up in the morning uh, the links for all of the details of where you can buy uh, those 250 gram sachets for just two pound 50 will be in the show notes right onwards jacko we're going to new territory you know i like to pioneer Let's go and get stuck into this week's podcast. Do we still say roll the jingle? Do you want a jingle? Tell me if you, if you want a jingle, I'll put one in. All right, here we go. Roll that jingle. So, Timbo, it's a special day. It's out with the old in with the new potentially a sad day as we say goodbye to the school of Kyle's podcast but do not fear we actually haven't gone anywhere we're just rebranding uh, and we're going to talk about um why and potentially for some of you i think might be listening again yeah crack it's it, it's about time it's it it's been a while since you've even talked about Kyle's at all on this on this Kyle's podcast give it's us been... give us the lowdown tim from, from the top well, it's been a, it's been a journey. Let's go back and reflect on where we've come with the podcast. And it started out as us doing some YouTube Q and A's. And if you go back to the <laughs> which I watched one actually on on my TV the other day when we were sat outside Blend, it, and I was like, "This is good stuff." It was good. Yeah, we we had little understanding of sound quality. I was much less anal about microphones <laughs> at that point. We, to the point where we once shot one in Cafe Nero, and you can hear people like clanking cups together in the background. Um, and that it was literally we started. We wanted to do some Q and A's. We were creating some YouTube content, and we just took the audio and we thought, you know, people might be interested in listening to this if they can't sit down and watch it on the phone. So let's put it out as a podcast. And I, I've got to be, I've got to be honest. Like when when we first spoke about doing the podcast, I was a little bit unsure because I was sort of like I was how are we going to talk about calisthenics if you can't see it? And we have done a little bit of that over time. And we've, we've, we've been on the, uh, we've talked about calisthenics and had calisthenics specific focus subjects and guests on, but we're very aware that the lot of what we talk about now is actually just a much broader conversation around movement, strength and play. We do far less specific calisthenics content. And the reality is we just want to try and make what we're talking about and the great guests that we get on more accessible to more people to spread the message of some of the awesome stuff that the guys are coming on to talk to us about. 
Yeah, and I think then if we think of just that, just picking up on that specific specificity of, of calisthenics, like calisthenics totally fits into movement, strength, and play, and is part of there are sort of like three um, main areas that we sort of hang our hat on. But what we're what we've become very aware of um, over the last how long's the podcast been going? Two years um, that we have been getting a number of guests on, as you say, that are like pulling in like their expertise from all these different areas of uh, health, wellness, fitness, strength training, meditation, mindfulness, whatever it may be. And all of that played the neurology stuff. Like I remember we went to, remember we went to the circus for the first time uh, and met the director there and was like, man, we we hadn't even looked at any of this. It was like <laughs> flipping. That was like a light bulb moment of like, crikey, there's all this. Anyway, so um, we've just had an appreciation and been very lucky and blessed to be able to have had all these guests on that just broaden that understanding of how does all these other elements affect our physical, mental, like performance, well-being. Um and how is that going to impact my training? It's, ultimately, that's where it, it comes back to, like, how is it going to impact, like, our training? But equally, and then equally, like, the lessons that we learn in our training, how can that, like, impact and, and sort of diffuse out into, like, having a, a positive effect on our lives and our outlook on our lives and how we are as, how we are as people and how we are as humans? We've talked about that um, a number of times. So I'm really... Not that we didn't have the freedom to get everyone and anyone on the podcast because we would do anyway, but now, um, yeah, really being able to embrace that and explore into that. And as you said, to not, if someone isn't into calisthenics, that's not a problem if you're interested in like moving better, getting strong, and having fun with your, your training through play, like then you are hopefully going to enjoy and learn even more from uh, from this podcast and so yeah. that's what one thing i'm looking forward to yeah i think it's just a it's an evolution of our philosophy of how what where we started within calisthenics our own journey of going coming into it and being sort of amazed by human flags and handstands and, and that mm. sort of thing and we just went hard into that but we've our own journey and i think the journey that a lot of you guys would have come on with us is calisthenics is such an amazing method of training which broadens your awareness to everything else that, that is required for um how we see human performance or human movement whatever it might be and it's and i think it's just an expression of that of how we see training exercise lifestyle everything that fits in with that and yeah how we want to sort of um share that with with the world and um yeah, that, that, that's really definitely pinned around those three those three kind of pillars of movement strength and play that's what we're interested in moving better getting strong and, and playing around and enjoying it in the same time but also thinking about this this redefining what we think we can do with our body and exploring our physical potential that's one of the, such the positive things about calisthenics is you'll see someone move in a way you're like i really want to be able to move like that it's a it's a far cry from going to a normal gym and seeing the same kind of movements happening over and over there's so much variety and that speaks very very strongly to jack and i and the rest of the coaching team about this amazing piece of equipment that we've got in our human body and what is it capable of and let's not put limiters and restrictions on what we think we can do let's get amazed and excited and enticed by what we could potentially do 
and challenge ourselves through progressive training with structure and, and opening up these conversations around things like neurology and movement and breathing and, and nutrition and, and mindset and where our food comes from and all that sort of stuff that always part of this package of just living this lifestyle around movement, strength and play. Yeah, and we've come to that. I think the, the other thing I was thinking was that we, because we've had a whole range and like amount of time, like I've spent far more time training and so have you previously in your life pre-calisthenics that you've it's not like you've been training it's not we've not been training gymnastics and calisthenics since we were were kids we did rugby and we did other sports and we did a lot of weightlifting until we were 31 32 33 whatever it was when we started doing um calisthenics so it also um respects that sort of background if you know what i mean um and that's and we know that a lot of people listening a lot of people that are part of our online um platform the, the virtual classroom are of a of the same of the same ilk we're we're, we're we're adults looking for new ways to train that are engaging that help us work on our movement our mobility uh, that help us at the same time get strong but having the freedom to be able to do that without so much equipment that you might do it in the gym but you don't have to necessarily do it to the gym so how does that impact on your life in terms of saving time and, and saving money um, and then challenging that progression and that exploration of what we can do through play um, is a is a part of as you get as you become an adult like life gets very serious and we don't we miss out on that that play element and that and that fun and to be able to have that in your training is not only a little bit sort of um releasing but equally um it's it's good for us it's good for us mentally and actually there might not be a whole load of that in other areas of your life like we might not get that in in our normal nine to five work job and we might not have a lot of that uh, in our families because there's some like serious things going on or whatever that may be so being able to have a little bit of that through our training i think is is really important now, Jack, I'm just, um, I've become aware as you were talking then that somebody previously could have been browsing through the, uh, the iTunes store or Spotify or whatever. They would have seen the School of Calisthenics podcast and gone, can't pronounce that word, not going to listen to that one. <laughs> Whereas now they would have gone movement, strength and play. That sounds like right up my street. Um, so this first bit, they would have been like, crikey, I'd have, I'd have been thinking, this is a bit deep or you're really speaking my language. So let's kind of frame it up a little bit if, if people yeah. are joining us for the first time. How is your philosophy, because that's what we're talking about ultimately, yeah. this, the, the podcast is now a reflection of how our philosophies have changed over the years through training. Talk us through a little bit about that, about the journey and um, and how things have evolved and moved for you as to what you would do now versus what you were doing two, five years ago. Um, and if you want to, go back to sort of pre-rugby days, which you've spoken about quite a bit before. And, and it's, it has been a real journey since when we met and and where we are now yeah um crikey well i think even uh if we go I'll, I'll try and go quite sort of nutshellish but like if you go pre-do it as a as a kid it was that's like a first um, that's a first for the new podcast is that is that a trend short well, answers short answers yeah <laughs> nutshell as a nutshell <laughs> here we go in nutshell as a kid i didn't eat nuts no as a kid um I did endless amounts of sit-ups in my bedroom because I wanted a six-pack, and it was as pretty much as simple as that. As I then uh, I got into rugby, um, training became super focused on being the best rugby player that I could be, like maximising um, my ability. So um, it was it was focused on rugby. Like if I was to play rugby now, I'd be absolutely terrible because I'm a, like 
I mean, I'm even more of a kitten than I used to be, but you know what I mean? But um, how I see, like, because my purpose now is different. Like, the purpose before was to be as, as good as I could at that sport, whereas purpose now is, there's two things for me. Um, there's the short term and there's, and there's the long term. So the long term is like the investing in my physical pension. What decisions am I making now that are going to positively impact me in 10, 20, 30 years' time so I can carry on enjoying my body, enjoying doing the things that I can do, um, not being in pain um, because my my knee's knackered or my hip's knackered or whatever it may be. Um, but at the same time, I know this has just been a... Um, a self-awareness piece for me that's that's developed over the last few years is that um i know that i need something within my training to like motivate me and excite me to to work towards so it's having some some goals that are movement specific um like at the beginning it was a human flag and and very shallowly because i thought it was just cool <laughs> that was as pretty simple as that but as the journey went on what i learned is like it taught me so much about my body. It taught me where I was, where my weaknesses were, uh, where my restrictions were. And it made, it, it humbles you and makes you, regardless of whether you think you're good enough or strong enough or should be because of you've done X, Y, Z in the past, it humbles you to go, if you want to do this thing, you've got to break it down. You've got to take it on the chin that there's certain things that you need to improve on. And that might be flexibility, mobility, might be control, it might be strength, it might be a combination of all those things, but it's going to tell you, it's going to teach you something um, about your body. And the way for you to um, get towards doing some of these things that we've talked about, like redefining your impossible in the past, to be able to do some of those things, um, you're going to have to find out what is the limiting factor, um, which is a great process to go through. Um, and then you know you get to you get to work on those things, and because they can be um, quite lofty goals, exciting things for me, that gives me like that shorter term motivation to be consistent with my training. Um, as long as we're following like a, a process and, and can trust in that, we stay. We see those little bits of progress, which keeps us going on consistently. Um, but probably the biggest thing that's changed for me um, since when I was playing rugby is, and over the last seven years since we started doing calisthenics and I retired from rugby um, is that that's not the only part of it now. There's this other element where I'm making decisions today about how I train and what my goals are and not just on that exciting thing I want to work on. It's also on what what do I want my body to be like in 10, 20, 30 years time that investing in your physical pension because that is something I haven't done before. Like I've got a number of, um, and this is my final point, I've got a number of injuries from rugby where um, I should have had an operation to fix it. But at the time, I got given the option. We can have the operation and you're not going to play for three months or we can tape it up and you can carry on playing next week. So I made a short-term decision for a short-term gain but wasn't thinking about the long-term and at the time, I sort of like it was like, uh, do you want to be able to do that? Or so, like you know, a, a really a really silly or simple one is I snapped a, a tendon on my finger, on my ring finger, and it was. I remember having the conversation with a friend who was a, as a physio, and he was like, well, you know, do you want to play the piano or a musical instrument or anything like that because you'll lose that like dexterity at the bottom of that finger. And I was like, well, I'm not that bothered. I prefer just to play next week. Uh, and 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 then that's what the decision was. Uh, you know, now when I hang from a bar. 
I'm missing one of my fingers to help with that hanging. When I'm gripping the floor of my handstand, I'm missing one of those fingers. So it would, uh, or the full ability of it, if you know what I mean. I was going to say, not it's like not the, literally missing It's not finger. chopped off. It's just <laughs> the ability to actually uh, grip properly with it. Um, but, you know, in hindsight, I probably should have. I don't. I, I guess I probably don't regret. Do I regret? I don't know about regret. But in hindsight, I probably could have. Oh, hindsight, hindsight doesn't really, I don't really like hindsight. More the fact that I'm appreciating now that those decisions I made then were short term and 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 the experience as I've gone on is like, right, I can't change that. That happened 10, 20 years ago, whatever it was. Whereas the decisions I make right now, I've recorded this on the 15th of January, the decisions I make about how I'm going to train today, I can choose to for them to be a blend of working on something that motivates me, but at the same time, how am I how is that serving me for 10, 20, 30 years time? I want to still be able to run up Snowdon, where my sister lives, like when I'm 60. That that for me is a not necessarily. I've said that out loud. Never really. I haven't written that down as a goal or anything. But <laughs> it's more just a of a of a thing. Yeah, I want to, I want to be able to get outside and carry on enjoying my body. If that was a nutshell, Jacko, it was a Brazil nut, a big nut. Hey, it was it was less than 10 minutes. That counts. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I think it's a good point and um, I'm, I'm definitely there with you and maybe it's a life stage that we're at if, I, if you ask me how I felt about this sort of stuff when I was 25 um, I probably would have had quite a different answer but I think that's that's the beauty of the journey that you go on with an appreciation of how your body is changing and what becomes more important to you mm-hmm. um, since we've settled down and I've got a family and a wife you're less bothered about what you look like on the beach with your mate's boozy holiday to Ibiza. Um, so you start, I think there's a, there's a lot of difference in, in, in the objective that you want as you start to progress through life. And there's nothing wrong with, with wanting to look good on the beach. Like, I still, if I'm going to go on holiday, we'll probably still do a little bit of training focus towards that because it's, you want to feel good in, in yourself, in your own skin. But I think it's, uh, I agree with you around how that looks moving forwards and what those important things are. I was just thinking as you were as you were talking. One thing for me that I've, that, that calisthenics has taught me, and it, it seems like a um, it's an interesting one from where we started, in how hard we used to fight for simple wins. I mean, lots of people would have listened to podcasts before. We're not from a gymnastics background, so we really sort of had to learn from from scratch. And there were some things that we had to do that took time to get to get to grips with. And what I've learned over the years is that skills stick around a little bit longer and, and skilled, uh, let's call it strength skill, sticks around a bit longer. So I haven't done a huge amount of vertical pushing stuff recently. My handstands, I've, I've kind of left them alone for a while. I haven't done a lot of um, sort of handstand push-up work, which is normally a real staple in my program. But I was playing around this week and I just went from um, uh, like frog stand, knees off, so you're in that tuck position, so two knees off frog stand, and then just push around into my tuck handstand and straighten my legs out. What, what it, it just made me think about was if that strength was, or if, if we compare that strength to what you would be doing if you were back squatting or deadlifting or something like that, that, that PB strength or that basic strength is sort of like, it's, it's quite hard to keep. And I think the same thing happens often mm. for people with, with, phys, um, with physical or body composition. Like you have to work really hard often to try and maintain a certain shape or, or peak force or peak strength. And yes, there's this point of as you get stronger, your capacity gets bigger. So one day where a hundred kilo deadlift was super difficult, there'll become a point where you can warm up on it. And that does happen in, in different forms of strength. 
But the skill thing about that just makes me feel really good about you can still move in, a, in that way. You've learned, you've, you've learned to do something different. You've taught yourself. You've embedded some neural circuitry to, to, to challenge yourself to move in a new way. And if you've done that and then you've done enough repetition of it, then that sticks around. It's something you're probably going to be able to do for a long time. And, and I think there's such value in learning skills like that because it's, it's that is that when we talk about investment, that's a long term investment. Mm-hmm. It's something that's not going to just drop off in four weeks if I don't touch it. Um, often people will do something for the first time and then they'll, they'll come back to it two or three weeks later and they can't do it. I'm talking about a longer term period. But if you, if you keep that consistency, then these things stick around. And it's just a really fulfilling thing to know that I can do that. I haven't done a human flag um, or even a muscle pull actually, probably for coming up on a year because of lockdown. I don't have a, um, a bar at home where I can do those things. I'm fairly confident that if I went to a bar in the park or a human flag set up somewhere, I could probably still do one just because you've got that circuitry mm-hmm. and you've maintained a certain level of basic strength. I think that's pretty, that's just that for me as like a, a play side of things. It's just, you can have, it's strength you can have fun with. And you can just drop a party trick out when you feel like you want to show off a little peacocking. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, there was something I was going to say um, that I feel gives calisthenics or like, I almost think I was going to say creative bodyweight training because bodyweight training can sound a bit like boring if someone just they're in their head can only really think of like pull-ups and push-ups and, and, and sit-ups. Whereas the, the creative side of, of exploring physical potential with calisthenics is something that I, I don't fit. Maybe other people can get that in like weight, weight training. Um, but I don't feel like I would have done I would have where I was at when I came back from my head injury and into training was just doing the same weightlifting I previously did when I was a rugby player. Yeah, I wasn't a rugby player anymore. And I was like, why am I just doing the same thing? And it didn't lend itself for me to sort of try things out. You were just, I was just going through the motions effectively the same thing. Whereas being, yeah, having to explore that challenging yourself, um, I, I, I don't think I would have got that with my training and I wouldn't have learned so much about my body and just the body in general of how it works and, and where we need strength and the importance of like uh, stability, particularly around that shoulder joint, like how the scapula moves, etc. Like I, I just don't think I'd have learned that. I've, I've been forced to learn more is how I feel. Um, yeah. And then the other thing, because it's difficult like if not ever it depends what your goals are but if sometimes you're gonna you, you choose to do something you see something you go, yeah that really grabs my attention i want to try and work towards that and because it tends to be not easy <laughs> the sense of achievement you get when you make that progress even like um we had someone talking about um like the dopamine response um being not actually when you get the reward like when you think you're going to get the reward and like when you've been working really hard for something, that like sense of achievement, that dopamine hit that you get when you think you're going to like, oh, I'm, I'm about to get it. Like that's the most exciting time. But that's so much richer and stronger because actually you might have struggled for flipping six months or longer to, to work that thing out and build up your mobility, your, your strength, whatever it, whatever it was that was sort of um, restricting you. And ultimately... When you're, like you said, when you can, like there's something, there's a sense, that, that sense of achievement and when you feel like you can, you can do something with your body that you didn't used to be able to do, like it feels good. But then when you're in your day-to-day life as well, 
like your body feels good because it's it's less restricted you're a little bit stronger you're better controlled you've got more awareness um just all of that makes just living better in my in my personal experience and that's yeah. you know i can i can get super passionate about that until i'm flipping die because uh, that doesn't change when you're 90 if you can make it that far yeah i was going to pick up on one point that you made and i've got a question for you um we do every week now we do a live q a on a thursday evening um it's born out of a place that we we really want to be personal we've talked about not being bots where there's so much artificial intelligence and and sort of automated responses and people aren't real people anymore you're talking to i don't know flipping arthur on one of the call (laughs) centers it's not arthur there's no person there it's just an automated response guessing what the best answer is to give you and we really want to make our community feel connected and we want to genuinely help so every thursday night myself or jack and we take it in turns just run a, a live q a 45 minutes an hour you can jump on you can ask questions and i did one last night and there was a really really good question from a from a gentleman called eric and he's just getting started in calisthenics and he says now i've started to look at this some of the content and he's i've I, just shorten the question down. He's basically said, do I need to understand everything about the scapular and the movement before I start progressing forward to more advanced skills? And I said to him, no, like you could, you could look at it and start to think about, oh, it gets quite technical when I start thinking about scap circles rather than just, I've never thought about that before. And that's one of the great things about bodyweight training is that, and movement is that you, you learn about your body as a, just a virtue of doing that type of training because you'll start all of a sudden understanding oh do you know what i can't get into this position it could well be because i've got some restrictions around my scapula or my hips are all jacked up i never knew they were jacked up before why mm. why is that what do i need to loosen off and you might then realize oh it's my hip flexors or i've got a glute issue or maybe it's some capture tightness or whatever the journey is is a lot more detailed if you allow it to be and if you take a genuine investment in understanding what you're doing and how your body's responding. And if you can do that, there's some absolute gold in it because you are learning your craft of movement and being a human and you are equipping yourself with knowledge, which is going to do exactly what we're talking about of extending your enjoyment of life longer as you start to age and and move on. And and this is not just talking to people who are in that stage of their life where they're like, okay, you know, I'm a bit worried about how I'm going to be able to move in five, 10 years time. There's, There's value in all of this for anybody, whether you're 20... 30 or 40 or whatever just we would just encourage you and if you listen to this you're probably already on board but just to play around with some of this stuff try it don't think bodyweight training mm. is basic and for beginners it's it's a really really useful and effective way to, to train to move but also just for you to learn about your body so a question i've got jacko to bring us into land on this one mm. in a We've done a Brazil nut answer today. Let's take a <laughs> pistachio nut shell Ooh, for this one. Take a layer off. Yeah. Um, what is it about, and you, you, an answer for each one, succinctly, about movement, strength, and play, one at a time, which excites you now in your training and for the future? This, this casting, this new vision of what, what does movement, strength, and play mean to you right now in a pistachio nut shell? Um, I'm going to just add a, a, another one at the start of that is that I'm so excited because most people would assume that with a 
you know, with a, with a, such an exceptional podcast like ours that um, we would have discussed this and I would have known that you were going to ask me these questions. <laughs> um, yet the excitement is, and the, the reality for the listeners, is that we don't plan these things out like that so that you actually get the raw um, answers, which I think is cool. Like, it's exciting. Otherwise, it's just like a, it's a football interview. Yeah, it was a game of good two halves and the boys did well <laughs> and, and you're like, you don't get anything. Um, so it's a, a pistachio succinct, succinct answer of what movement, strength and play mean to me. Yeah, right now, looking forward as we cast our new vision for the podcast and, and your own training, but also the, the sort of the, the conversations that we want to have with the yeah. audience and with people that come on to talk to us. So movement for me is um, creating freedom in the body. Um, nice. That's good, actually, because a lot of people will say that if you define what freedom means to them, it's choice. And mm. I like that. And yes. you're talking about the ch- that you have the choice to move in the ways that you want to move and in whatever kind of application you, you choose to, to, to pursue, whether that be yeah. skiing or running or whatever it could be. I like that one. And because there's, there's nothing better at the moment for me, and this, this will sound a bit weird for some people, but you know, it's seeing something that you can tell it's not strength based, but seeing someone do something and go, have a go, oh, can I do that? And then you try and get into that position, you're like, crikey because the person that can do it it looks easy and if you can do something you can do it you don't fit you don't have that whereas um and then working working that out is um yeah i enjoy that problem solving process of like going right so why can't i get it why can't i do that what do i need to need to change and which brings us on to strength nicely because a lot of the time the freedom to that freedom to move and having those options and you know uh, that term mobility is very popular obviously at the moment and something that i'm i'm into and i and i'm, I'm down with it down with the kids with the mobility um but interesting a lot of the time the the strength element of that is something that i've personally neglected and just looking at strength differently like there's the strength of like right i need to get like stronger maximally to do um something like that's going to take a lot of strength hard, hard, like, in, like I, I want, want a, a little goal I've got at the moment um, there's no sort of end point under anything but it's just get a bit better at handstand push-ups like not not as good as you doesn't you know I can't, can't can that, get, can. that loftier like, goals don't, but just don't feel like you can't but just, but just, uh, just, just to be a little bit more yeah but and anyway and so that's like that's like the maximal strength like the harder strength stuff but then there's um uh, strength in some sort of let's call them like compromised positions uh, this yesterday my nose was so close to touching the floor on a pancake i could just smell the like um carpet well i was gonna say like the smell the glory of being able to <laughs> to do it um but there's there's a huge amount of strength required in that over just like stretching and but it's a completely different type of strength, if that makes sense. It's, it's you know, in terms of like end range strength, but it's just very, very different. And it's like, it's low level strength. It's not, I'm not, you know, I'm having to create huge amounts of forces, but something that I wouldn't have realized like seven years ago when we started out was that it's my strength just in a bit of a different way that is holding my flexibility back. Um, and as you said, I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't realize I wasn't like super unflexible as a, as a rugby player compared to other rugby players. But when I like stepped out of rugby, it was like, 
you know, you're you're pretty mobile, and it'd be like, I feel like the I feel like the wooden man next to you, <laughs> um, and then play, uh, play. I just think of I just think of fun. I just it may, I'm smiling now as I as I think of play, um, and it, it's fun. It's enjoyment. It's again. It, it, I don't know if I'm allowed to use the same word, but it, there's a it, it, it's that freedom again. You to use like the same word. to you play to to play. I'm going to play with I'm going to play with this thing. So if I which for me one thing it does is the freedom aspect of it is it's taking away the. Um, the the fear of failure is probably slightly too strong but you know what I mean? it's like it's okay to um and this is just the own narrative in your head in your own head but it it's like it's okay, it's okay if i like i'm not that good at this thing as i'm just playing with it because i'm just playing with it rather than like i'm gonna set myself this serious goal of doing this serious thing you know the, it, it has a different connotation whereas the play for me provides that brings a smile to the face but again brings that freedom because it's like just gonna just gonna play with it see where it goes yeah. no no dramas if it don't go don't go to plan if it ends in a face plan it's all good we'll get back up we'll dust ourselves off and we'll we'll have another go what about yourself right. timbo movement um, strength and play i've just stole your question obviously that's all right you can use it back um yeah so movement wise is a bit of a uh i've got some work to do there on that one and i'm I've got some joint laxity, it's fair to say. Um, it's probably yeah, not like... diagnosed as hypermobile, but I, they've dislocated my hip before and my shoulder a number of times. I probably can get into positions without doing a huge amount of work to get it, which is a good thing now, but it was a bad thing when you're trying to run into bigger boys on a rugby pitch. Just <laughs> add that second part. I'm glad, you, I'm glad yeah. you put that ending to <laughs> Um so that's that's almost a gift and a curse because it from an injury perspective when I was playing contact sport it was a bit of a it was a bit of a curse but but now it means that I don't have to work that hard to move well but having said that I can feel my body starting to grind down and I, and I once saw Eric Cressy um a strength and conditioning coach in America talk about this when you're young your your muscle is like filet mignon like high quality beautifully soft and and, and sort of succulent whereas I feel like I'm getting more like beef jerky <laughs> um, muscle getting worn down and I think 2020 has been a difficult one for that because we've been I've been more sedentary in the last 12 months than I have ever been and I hate it um, but I need to just look after a few basics around my movement particularly around spine and hips um, and I'm not setting any sort of like crazy movement goals I just want to move more in different ways um, but I've I also kind of struggle with training time so I don't have this year particularly for as I'm sure a lot of people in the same boat I haven't had lots of hours of training so I have to be very sort of focused about what I'm going to do because I can't I don't have an hour and a half to mess about and and kind of play around Mm. with with lots of different things so I'm often kind of trying to do the least amount of work to get the most amount of change um so movement is just I need to move more I'm very conscious that I need to move more I'm probably going to start thinking about playing around with a little bit more yoga stuff to be honest um because I like the the sort of the different sort of transition patterns. However, it's going to need to be a little bit exciting because sometimes when I do yoga, and no offense to the yogis, I love yoga, but I can find myself getting a little bit bored. Um, so that's one thing for me. Um, Georgia, you kill me for saying hook up. You need to hook up with uh, yeah, with Jude and and, and Georgie. Yeah, and I, I need some, some skills. Some more of that. 
Um, Strength-wise, I strength is probably one of my favorite parts of training. I just like the feeling of being strong. I like being able to do things that that require strength, particularly around the upper body. And, um, and as Jack had mentioned, handstand push-ups. Now, my focus for the moment is I'm still keeping some calisthenics on the table. I don't want people to listen to this and go, oh, crikey, the boys have sold out. They're not going to talk about bodyweight training anymore. It's all about flipping other stuff. That's not the case. I still think that calisthenics for the upper body is probably the most one of the best forms of training you can do from an all-round perspective, which we can talk about why that is. That's probably a subject from the podcast as to why I think it's so effective for the mm. shoulders particularly. So I, so I do want to keep some calisthenics on the table. Now, I've never nailed down, if you listen to the podcast before, I've never really nailed down my front lever. And I know, I think I know why, and I, but I really just want to have a crack at it. So I'm going to give a bit of dedicated time to that. I'm taking a different approach to it, um, and I'm, I'm just going to have that as a specific goal that I'm just going to tick over, no specific timelines, but I'm just going to consistently do the work over. A, and if it takes me 12 months, I don't, I don't mind um, because it's, I'm not going to put my pressure, myself under pressure to do it in three months. So I'm working on that, and hopefully there'll be some findings to share with that and, and why I think it's taken me so long and, and starting to undo some of that and, and find the weak links. But strength for me is just, it's just fun. Like I, I like, and, and this is kind of where it all merges into the play aspect. I, I love the idea of looking at a movement and just going, I'm going to have a go at that. Mm. I'm going to see if I can do it or not. And, and looking at a pull-up and going, I just fancy doing some arches today, some archer pull-ups or some typewriters, or I'm going to do some, this exercise on, on the rings today. I, I just, I like that variety of, of not being stuck in a rigid pattern of going, I have to do strict normal pull-ups today i'm just going to go and mess about with some stuff and and i think as you said before about play it's it's really invigorating and it's liberating and i like to look at things and and like a good example would be that forward roll on the rings so you start up in like a um, front sports position top end of a dip on the rings you have to maintain your false grip go round, and come around in a circle and you're probably not going to get it first time but if you don't you'll often just like put your feet on the ground and you'll walk away smiling because you're like oh, okay like either one, I'm being humbled and that's quite interesting or I know now what I've got to do. It's just that yeah. that opportunity to play with movement and to play with strength and to do things in different ways. And, and that is all magnified for me. If you can do that with other people, then it's just fun because everyone starts to feed off each other and, and calisthenics has always been around that for, for community. It's such a good way to for people to find their level, train together. You don't all have to be absolute flipping calisthenics experts to, to sort of train together. Um, and just yeah just to get that that social interaction so I, I think that those are I don't know if that's really sort of I, I said I haven't given it a huge amount of thought but that's where I feel like I want to go with things and um, I think it's it's just a, it's, it, it is very much these days a bit of a mindset I'm doing more kind of conditioning work at the moment and um, sort of yeah thinking about how that how that reflects on body composition and what, what you all those sorts of things so I, for me it's quite broad but mm. with a little bit of specificity in there in terms of i just want to knock off a, a front lever because of, but i'm one thing to note actually for those who want some more calisthenics content is 2021 for me is the year of the rings i'm trying to do 90 odd percent of my work on the rings rather than the bar and it's a little bit of an experiment because i think the benefits for the shoulder could be quite significant Nice. I thought when you said, but you said rings and you were going 90. Before you said percent, I thought you were going 90. <laughs> I'm going to 90 muscle-ups. Well, I've got, a, I've got, a, a, since we were talking calisthenics, without it being the calisthenics podcast, um, something I have noticed when I've just had like a cheeky, like, ooh, how's this thing that I'm really terrible at feel? Um, the doing one decent handstand push-up session a week consistently and just being very progressive with that. 
um, with the Stevenson way of like, get really good at handstand push-ups <laughs> and your straddle planche is going to come on its own. Um, I had a little, uh, yeah, I had a little lean into a, a straddle planche the other day and I was like, I'm, I had that moment, the same as I had with my pancake where my nose was just an inch off the floor. It's like last week with my pancake, I, di- I wasn't that close to the floor, but I was like, I've broken the back of it. You know, when you have those moments where you're like, I can't do it yet, but I've actually now broke the back of it and I can hundred percent see this happening. Yeah. It's coming. Not, I hope this is going to happen. Or I think it could happen. It's like, this is going to happen. Like in my mind, I, a, 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 a switch has flicked. Um, and it was like that with, um, and it will be one of those things. I'll video this straddle branch and it'll look horrific compared to how it felt, but it definitely was, uh, 10 X better than I've ever done before mm. and I haven't done anything on it other than just been working on handstand push-up strength. And, uh, yeah, I've, I feel again, that's going to take longer from us because it's strength. But I could, I could definitely feel like 2021 could be the year of a ropey semi straddle, uh, planche for Jacko, which would be uh, nice. very strange. My last one to throw in the mix is yeah. just around, um, more jumping. I'm going to do more jumping Ooh. in 2021 because I think this, this is when we start to talk about physical pension, this, the reactivity, the, um, the use of our type two muscle fibers, explosive ones that are great for, if you mm. want to run that the more kind of twitchy sort of stuff you've got, if you can combine that with some endurance, the, the better ground contact is going to be, better cadence is going to be. Um, but it's one of those things we tend to lose and, and I haven't jumped a lot and I used to jump quite a bit and I used to be half decent at it. Um, and I did some jumps like a couple of weeks ago and just felt like an absolute <laughs> turd. Um, it helped with running loads, won't it? That's the thing. Oh, yeah, it's I've massive. Got, I've got much more, like, I've got way back into, like, my running um, since I've actually been doing, like, my breathwork stuff because there's a load of, like, like the, the, the using the running as part of, like, the nasal breathing, yada, yada, yada. Um, but equally, I'm, I'm similar to you. Like, my my plyometric effect, having, yeah, having neglected that is something that would definitely then benefit the running. It's a difficult one, though, because then plyometric performance is going to be improved with maximal strength. And then you're into that place of, well, now you've got some trade-off mm. on what you're going to spend your time on. Because stronger legs can produce more force, which are going to help you to, uh, particularly if you're doing maximal strength and that type 2 um, muscle activation. But, yeah, there's some good stuff for, for another time as to why we should be jumping more um, and how that might fit together and, and work and stuff. But so... Again, as we always say, I said to Jack, this could be a short one. I can see on my timer that we're 40 <laughs> minutes in. Um, so hopefully there's some stuff in there. It gives you a bit of a reflective session of where we're at. Um, I'm hoping that, that, that you guys will be on board with this, with the movement, strength and play podcast. And you're like, not going to mm-hmm. just ditch us because it's uh, it's not purely calisthenics. But to be honest, if you're still listening, it wasn't, it's not been calisthenics for a while. So we're still going to talk about bodyweight training and calisthenics because it's still a massive part of our philosophy. So don't worry about that. There'll still be the technical bits, but we just, uh, we're just going to, yeah, we're going to broaden it out and try and put some information in the hands of some more people who might be able to benefit. Yeah. When we'd love, uh, we'd love, you know, we've just shared like what does movement strength and play um, mean to mean to us. We'd love to hear um, from all of you, like what does movement strength and play uh, mean to you? Like share that on social media with us. Um, we'd love to, we'd love to see it. Let us know what you think of the new graphic for the, uh, for the podcast that Timbo's uh, just uh, whipped up in a quick five minute uh, session. Um, and then if you have any specific questions about your training, like that, um, that, you know, can make up part of a, 
if it's if it's a if it's a small one fact we just can answer that on a direct message or whatever um or an email but if it's um if it's a bigger question that could form uh the the basis of a podcast topic that you'd like us to talk about um someone recently asked about um intuitive training terms on the list um yeah. i was like oh that's a big topic we could talk about and they're like yes please um so if you have any like topics or questions that you would like us to to feature as part of the podcast do get in touch um my email is david at scorecalisthenics.com uh, or hit us up on instagram would probably be the best place uh, in a direct message um or yeah can, i think drop into one of the q a's if you want the or drop into one of the q a's on zoom yeah on a thursday if you go night. to the virtual classroom if you go to the get help page you'll find the zoom details there come drop in say hi have a chat join the community ask some questions and then my yeah, final thing off. tim my final thing is a, just a little call to action for people. We are investing in our physical pension, and that is not just about the next year. It's about the next decade or even longer. Um, and a lot of you have jumped onto it. We extended the offer, but our annual memberships to to get you going for this first next for this first year, uh, we're running twenty five percent off annual memberships, both the standard and the VIP. Now, as this goes out, this should be the twenty. As I as you hear me talking, it should be the twenty seventh of January, provided we've got all of our stuff together in the last few days um it should be the 27th uh, and wednesday and i believe the 31st is sunday like and that is when the offer is ending so you've only got a few days left to take up that uh, make that commitment invest in your physical pension the uh the the discount code is new decade because we're encouraging us to think even longer term than the year but yeah 25 percent off that annual membership um runs out on sunday Right, the last little bit to tell you about is we decided we need to retire our old sign-off. It's a sad day. It's brought us much joy. Oh, can we say, can you say it one more time? Four years. Or not? Are we allowed to? No, it's not. It's done, Jacko. This is rebrand. We can't, you can't, you can't confuse the brands. Okay. I'm not going to say class dismissed, okay? That's what okay. I'm not going to say. Oh, God. It felt good just to get it out that last time. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to try a new one. Let's see if we can get it ready. Uh, we can roll it in one go so we've been working next. on this for an entire day so <laughs> people probably <laughs> won't like, like, we don't plan anything else we don't plan any questions you know, but we, we did plan we did work on this for an, an entire day anybody new we think I can tell you don't plan any questions ramiting on for 45 <laughs> minutes um, right I'll, I'll tee you up right. Tim you ready it's going to be a massive anticlimax now just don't miss don't, don't miss your words even practice this for what? a day so, until next week, keep exploring your physical potential with movement, strength, and play. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs>